right. Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 151 here. Altai, joined this week by... Omer. All right. 151. Huh? What? Anything significant about that number? No, right? What's what's no. the, what's a three-year mark? 56 times three? There's, there's, not, there's 56 weeks in the year? Is it? I think it's 56 or 52. One of those. Is it 52 the number? Is it 52 number of cards in the deck? Yeah, so it's 56 then. Is it though? I think so. All right. Anyway. All right. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's get started. With that, we gotta get started. We have a, this this week. Obviously, the biggest news is blessed. It's on everyone's mind. It's been on our mind since it was first announced for Western release. Early access began this last week. So our weekly rate is, of course, tailored to bless. And as always, Altai, take it away. Uh, before we get started, somebody in chat corrected me. Sprat. Spatatrack says the original 151 Pokemon. So that's why when I saw 151, I thought it was a special number. Anyway, so go. yes, this week, uh, just yesterday actually, Bless Online launched in its founder's uh, early access release. And we're going to talk a little bit about how it's been received, what we think about it, and more importantly, we want to know what you guys think about this game. It's having a bit of a controversial launch day. Ooh. Uh, first of all, the good. Uh, Bless, I think, proves once again that there's huge, huge pent-up demand for like a full-fledged MMORPG. You know, people keep saying it's genre dead, etc. You know, but every time we get these kind of games released, they get packed. You know, the whole in- gaming, you know, PC gaming world was over this. And I got a picture mm-hmm. here to prove it. So this is the global top sellers yesterday on Steam. Okay, number one is Bless Online Founders Pack Standard Edition, forty bucks. Number two is Bless Online Founders Pack Collector's Edition, 150 bucks. Number three is Bless Online Founders Pack Deluxe Edition, 70 bucks. So one, two, and three on the global top sellers yesterday were Bless. And people say, you know, people aren't interested in MMOs anymore. Uh, take a look at the, what I just linked to right now on the store.steampower.com slash stats. The game currently has about uh, over 30,000 players online as well. And I do agree that this actually is really good for the industry, how much hype there is still for, for MMORPGs. In fact, if you watch some of the bigger streamers playing Bless, people like Shroud were all over Bless. People like um, even Soda Poppin was playing Bless, even though he had some negative things to say about it. But he did say something that I think we were all thinking. And he's basically saying that like he was so starved for an MMORPG, and that's the only reason he's still playing this game. Like He knows it sucks as he plays it, his personal opinion. But he was playing it because he wants another MMORPG. And I think we all... Every time one of these games is announced, I think we kind of jump into the hype wagon because we're all looking for that next big thing. We're all looking for that next big fix. You know, for a lot of us, World of Warcraft was that experience or Final Fantasy XIV or RuneScape for many people in the chat as well. And we're looking for that, that next game that can give us that same high. And just seeing how many people that get excited for Bless and a lot of these, you know, kind of random Korean games tells us that there's still a market for a good PC MMORPG. For, for a big MMORPG. People still want to play these kinds of games. It's just that we haven't really got anything too different yet, unfortunately. Yep. And as uh, people in chat have mentioned, a lot of the big streamers were playing, and you mentioned uh, Soda Poppin. Uh, mm-hmm. Bless was actually number two uh, the, as, as the most viewed game on Twitch yesterday, uh, surpassed only by, you know, Fortnite, which is which is still just taking the world by storm. So mm-hmm. there definitely is demand for MMORPGs. Now, as for how... Um, NeoWiz was prepared to handle that demand, you know, not so well. I think they initially launched with one server in North America, and then it quickly crashed. So they rebooted with like three servers. Then that crashed mm-hmm. within an hour of me logging in, and then they, there was five. And I think now they're up to six, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
so they quick i don't know what the server uh player you know limit is exactly but i think i feel like w- unless they have the technology for it one seems to be low um yeah so there's a lot of disconnects a lot of um you know unexpected maintenance but today on day two of the founders uh launch it's a little bit more stable i did disconnect twice hopefully we mm-hmm. will not ho- hopefully the servers won't be down after the podcast we do plan to play it a little live uh in the post game but um my biggest issue is it doesn't seem like they fixed any of the technical problems they were having with the previous versions it was still stuttery yeah. laggy disconnects crashes uh how was your experience i think uh a laggy unstable hot mess is the best description i can think of because i played the russian version and i liked a, f- a few aspects of the of the game quite a bit actually but I, 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 in a previous podcast, we, in a few podcasts, I've said quite a few times it was unplayable because of how bad the optimizations were. And if they didn't fix the optimizations, the NA release would be equally bad and would shut down pretty shortly afterwards. And it's sad to say that after all this time, nearly nothing has changed with the optimization. And it's still, and I'm playing with a GTX 1080. I'm playing with a top tier CPU, 32 GB of RAM. And I don't think the average player is playing with the specs I'm playing at. And I'm not getting consistent performance. I'm getting. The most frustrating thing is, forget, when, you, when you're in the biggest city, when you're in the capital, and there's a ton of players on the screen, I get it. The FPS, it, you can deal with it, right? Because it's going to be laggy there, right? That's normal. But when you're running around the open world just killing things, and you gain these micro stutters when you move the camera, it's really frustrating. And when you click on any of the UI elements, you click M to open up your map, for example, the game just lags for two seconds. For two seconds, the game is frozen every time you open the map and every time you close the map. That's unacceptable. This, this is just like, it's not optimized. And actually, it, it really saddens me because I started I, I streamed the game within 30 minutes of it, the service opening up the day it came out. And I got my tutorial was pretty bugged out, too. So what happened was, um, first of the, my first time through the tutorial, it just didn't work. No matter what ability I casted, my, my quest progress would not complete. I had to actually restart the game and then redo the tutorial, and then it worked the second time. But the sad part was, your tutorial has you casting a spell that doesn't even exist. The tutorial will say, like, cast, like, uh, like poisonous... Uh, like something, right? It would tell you to cast a spell called Poisonous Something, but you don't actually have a spell called that. It Literally, the translations between the quest text and the in-game skill translations don't even match up. So the game is telling you to cast a spell that you don't have. I mean, there's only one spell, like two spells you have anyway, so you can figure it out through trial and error, but this tells you a lot about the game and the developers behind the game. And much thanks to the sub, though, by the way, before I forget about that. But it really tells you that the, the developers, it's like, you ever, you did, have you ever written a, like an essay for college or high school, right? And, yes. you, and you wrote the essay and like you feel really embarrassed about it. Like, man, this essay fucking sucks. And you don't even want to proofread it because you know if you proofread it, you're going to realize it sucks, right? So there's like, if I don't proofread, proofread my own essay, I, I won't feel bad about it. That's what I feel like the NeoWiz team went through when they released Blast. Because if anybody at NeoWiz in the localization department, if anybody even played this game, they would have realized that the, within the first five minutes of the game, the translations don't even... Like, First of all, nobody cares about the translations in the actual story, right? No, nobody cares about that, right? But the skills aren't even translated well. In fact, a lot of the skills, like, you don't even know what the skills do because they're not well translated. And this was always a problem with the Russian version because there was an English patch for it and you could never tell what the spells actually did. And you would think they would fix this, but they didn't. The skill, the, the, the descriptions for the quest don't match up with the skill names. Nobody played through this. It's so painfully obvious. And it's embarrassing, frankly. It shows how little they cared about the game. And, it's just—it's really frustrating because they said they would fix the optimization. They—they they said they would localize the game. I mean, this—they spent over sixty million dollars on this game before it even launched in English, and it's—it's it's a really sad launch. Yeah, and I had the same problem you had during the tutorial. 
uh, it was telling me to equip a, equip a certain skill, but they phrased it as mount. Like you got to mount your skills. So it was kind of interesting. And the skill <laughs> name they gave me did not match uh, the actual one in, in my yeah. you know, skill log. So I had that issue as well. And uh, you know, I basically said in the weekly raid, they, they honestly just phoned in this localization. They gave it no effort. Uh, well, you had a good link about the uh, one of yeah. your skill descriptions. I, I shared, look at the skill description. Uh, this is a pretty popular meme right now in the game's uh, subreddit. But I challenged anyone to tell me what the skill does. So show it off on, on, on the stream for a moment. Okay. So uh, Anyone out there knows what the skill does, please let us know because I don't think anyone knows right now. But this just shows you how, like, like the few things you have to translate, right? Literally, no, nobody cares about the voice acting. They have voice acting. It's pretty awful in some scenes, but nobody really cares about that, right? Just all the budget that went to voice acting should have been diverted into localizing the UI. The only thing that people care about with localizations is the UI. Who cares about the quest text? Who cares about the voice acting? Make sure the UI and the skill, the skill descriptions make sense. That's all you had to do. Anyways, <laughs> that's all you had to do. Why are you, why are you paying people to do some, some subpar shitty voice acting that nobody cares about? <laughs> We're going to increase the cooldowns cooldown, but further reduce the cooldowns cooldown. This is this is a buy-to-play game. This is a triple-A... They spent $60 million in this game, and this this, this makes no sense. I think it's, a, it's worth repeating that point. So uh, I don't think a lot of people out there know that this isn't just a game that randomly came out this year. This is a 2015 game that's been in development for years, uh, and Neo has spent... How, how much was it? Over 60, over 60 million. Over 60 million. Before the Western version was even like, you know... Uh, even even you know a year or two ago it was at sixty million. It's not a new number, so this is a hugely you know budgeted game, and this is this is this, this is what we have as a description for this uh, for a skill. It's it's unacceptable. I actually linked it to my friend and he gave me a pretty funny answer. Dude, this is obvious what this does. It increases your vanguard. I'm like, wait, is it, it is called vanguard strengthening stage one. So <laughs> I guess he's not wrong, whatever that is. But uh, it's look and and the thing is the shitty UI and the shitty launch and and all these shitty problems can be overlooked. To a degree, if it was free to play. Yeah. But when you launch a buy to play game, there is there is a standard you're setting for yourself. Like a lot of things get a pass for being free to play. I mean, also in the game's defense, uh, the few things they did sort of right so far is the cash shop doesn't really seem too paid win at the moment. Like there's really not too much controversial stuff in the cash shop. We talked about some of the PvP flagging stuff and how stupid it is, kinda. But there's nothing obviously or blatantly pay to win in the cash shop, which is good. So they got that part kind of figured out. But the fact that this game launched with how poorly optimized it is, how disgustingly low effort the localizations have been is really sad, especially after all this time when, you know, if anyone at New has played this game, they would know it's unoptimized. And, like, you have to fix that. It's built on Unreal Engine 3, which is already outdated. I think Unreal Engine 4 came out in 2015 or 2016. Or, or, Unreal Engine 4 has been out for years already. Yeah, Unreal the game runs DX9. Yeah, Unreal it's 3 un came out in 2007. DirectX mm -hmm. 9 is an, originally from 2002. Mm -hmm. Um... We're now, by the way, the most recent version of DirectX, I think, is 12. So, a little bit behind the times there. And I think, actually, with the old engine and, you know, DirectX version is probably why they're having so little luck optimizing the game, even for people with high-end hardware like us. Because I don't mm -hmm. think the software versions they're using can actually utilize that new hardware. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a cap on how much... Mm -hmm. of the, there's all these new features in these graphics cards and CPUs, like hyper-threading or whatever, and these older software that was made before these new features can't actually use them unless it's uh, patched mm -hmm. afterwards. And well, you're showing another funny translation, which is you've become 8-level. And it's really sad. Like, this wouldn't be a big deal if the game was free-to-play. And honestly, like, the fact that they actually paid voice actors to voice act some of the scenes, they spent money on this. Like, they, they probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars localizing this game, which is a joke, because if they hired one guy 
one guy who can speak Korean who plays, he, he could have manually translated all the skills in the game. This is not such a big, you know, deal. Like, they could have actually machine translated all the quests and nobody would care. But if you, you have to properly translate skill descriptions and skills and UI elements. That's the most important thing. People have to know what they're doing. And right now, like, you're guessing what some of these skills do, which is, un- which is unacceptable for a game. It's unacceptable. For a buy-to-play game, you're paying 30 bucks to play this game? People are paying 150 bucks to play this game. And, and it's, it's, it's so poorly done. It's such a slap in the face for people that, you know, we're looking forward to playing this. And they've read all the interviews out there from Neowiz about how they're listening to player feedback and all this other stuff. But, you know, what's actually pretty funny, maybe one of the reasons, like, I remember reading some of the FAQs and the Q&A sessions with uh, Neowiz, right? And they were all in broken English, too. Maybe that should have given us kind of a, you know, like an alarm bell. Because whoever was localizing the Korean to English uh, on the Neowiz website and on Steam, it was really broken English there as well. So maybe that should have told us to expect this. Yeah, there's no way anybody. There's no way they have any local, uh, you know, native speakers working over there. Because you've become yeah. level X when you level up. It's not yeah. doesn't make sense if you you know if you grew up in America or Canada or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, somebody in chat linked uh, the Lazy Peon video. I think he did a good video, uh, basically explaining his problems with the game. And I did embed it in the weekly raid. It's, it's worth watching. He basically says, "Don't buy it. It's it's not a great game." But not to trash on it too much, we will play it in the post game so you guys can see what it looks like yourselves um okay. there's a few other things i want to touch upon the actual sure. gameplay sure because i i did really like the 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 dungeons in the russian version of plus the first i think two or three dungeons they were a lot of fun they were challenging and actually the, the few changes i've seen i think between the bless online uh in america and the russian version the combat feels a lot easier uh, i played the same class i'm playing a mage in the the current version of the game and i played a mage in the russian version and it feels like i just do a lot more damage like a lot more damage. Like I can kill enemies in mass oh, now. They made it easier. Do you haven't you heard? Yeah. It, it, yes, they made it. Much, it's, yeah, it yeah. feels they made it a lot easier. Like not even a little bit. I, before the way the combat worked, it was more traditional. You know, basically, like now they're calling it rhythmic combat and, and all those other weird <laughs> like combo systems. And it, it's like it, it just made it a lot easier. Before it was more traditional and more PG. Like you know, you use so many skill slots, you can cast spells. One, two, three, four, five. You have a small rotation going. As a mage, I think I had like one or two uh, like insta cast abilities. And I would like, of course, start my, my combo with like a, a slow cast fireball and then follow it up with an instacast, right? But with the with the current version of the game, I have like four instacast abilities, and there's no point of ever using the long cast ability because it does less damage than my instacast abilities. It just the balance doesn't make any sense. And the combo system is nonsense because oh, yeah. there's really only like one viable like combo I would always use. As 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 a as a fire mage, I'm using there's one combo which is really strong. I cast one I cast three instacast abilities in a row, and they're unbelievably strong. And everything else is like so trash tier compared to it. It just seems like there's no balance either in terms of the combat. Yeah, uh, I actually, I knew at the time, even even you know over a year ago now, when we played the Russian version, and we heard that they were trying to make the you know combat more action oriented because it was tap targeting mm-hmm. before, they should have just left the tap targeting. It's so silly the way it has that my kids are how my class works now. Instead of having like five keys or five uh, skills on a hotbar, I just click mm-hmm. R. Or I click one to attack with my first skill. Yeah. Then instead of pushing two, three, four, five for my next you know my rotation. I just click R R R R, so my whole fight is one R R R one R R R. So how is that different than one two three four five? Like, it's not like it's 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 still tap targeting. It's just instead of clicking one two three four five, I'm clicking one and then chaining R R R R to it. Like, it's the same thing. I I don't get it. I, I, there was no point. The only thing I can think of to be really dis you know dis uh to be uncharitable here is they didn't actually want to change the combat because they knew they couldn't, so they just mm-hmm. did this absurd little change. And, and sold it as rhythmic combat to kind of bait and switch people into trying it again. 
It's the same. It's and actually, some of the action combat changes, you know, that they want to make in the game aren't even in the game today. Like, they, they, there was actually some people asking about it, but I think only the Berserker class has the quote-unquote action combat that they kind of promised before. Oh, that was, a, that was so, a class I played last time in Russian version. Maybe I'll make a new one of those and see what mm -hmm. actually happens. The difference actually is. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, I mean, in terms of other gameplay stuff, the UI is kind of shit. I mean, I do recommend actually watching the, the Lazy Piano video on it. I think he's got some really good, like, really fair criticisms of the game. I think the one thing he said is he, didn't, he thought the, the visuals are kind of soulless. And while it's not stylish, I, I don't really mind the graphics too much. But I, I think he's had a really fair criticism. And I do recommend you watch that video because he, he made a pretty good uh, complaint about the game's UI as well. And it's actually really bad. The UI takes up such a large part of the screen. And oh, yeah. the menu is just, everything's really, really hidden. And I think the same problem with the Russian version is that the game's auction house is kind of like on this web browser that you have to launch in game. And it's just like very poorly designed. And it's, doesn't even work half the time. I, I, the first time I, I went to the auction house in the game, it just didn't work for the first three times I tried. I just, I just gave up. Yeah, I, I just stopped trying it, to use it. It's just a white screen when you launch the auction house. Yeah. yeah. But what's, again, what the most remarkable thing, the most remarkable thing that I kept saying as I played the game, because I played last night as well, I'm going to play probably you know, after, after, after the podcast as well, is that it, it's, it's remarkable to see how many players are online. There's over 30,000 people playing Bless right now, and they've all paid money to play it. And when you see the world, it's really sprawling. There are people everywhere. Like, it just feels like a world that's alive. And it tells you that the MMORPG genre still has, you know, so much interest and so much, you know, demand out there for a good MMORPG. And people are actually giving this game quite a bit of a fair, more than, probably more, more of a fair shake than perhaps it deserves. Because there are people even, like, past the beginning area, and people are still playing. And it's unbelievably packed. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting to see that. It's interesting to see that just how busy the game is with all of its flaws. Yeah, and... I will keep playing it uh, before you know we, yeah. before we completely write it off or not. But I yeah. do think that even if they get every, you know, the bugs fixed, the technical things fixed, what you have here is a very traditional MMORPG that plays it safe in terms of progression, the classes, mm -hmm. everything. And what I liked about Black Desert, which also gets a lot of hate still, is at least it was different. You know what I'm saying? Like at least mm -hmm. it did its own thing. You know whether you liked it or not is, is a separate issue. But uh, whereas in Bless, I feel is like just another generic you know MMORPG. Yeah, and look at the launch of Bla uh, of Bless versus uh, Black Desert Online. I mean, say what you will about Black, you know, Black Desert. The game launched at a cheaper price point, and it and it the launch is actually really smooth. You had some server stability problems, but it ran really well. Like the most frustrating thing is the optimization. So ultimately, I think even as a generic game, uh, I think Bless could find an audience because people are thirsty for these kinds of games, and the open world is kind of different as well. It could have found that you know a relatively sizable audience and kept it, but the optimizations are the biggest deal breaker for me. And it's so sad that you know a top tier PC can't play Bless, you know, well. It's it's it's, it's the most frustrating experience because especially after playing Final Fantasy XIV for such a long time, and I played World of Warcraft with Mr. Pandaria and playing these other like ESO for example, like in Guild Wars, these games run so well, and you really don't appreciate that until you play a game like Bless, where the game stutters every time you open a UI element, where the game uh, crashes frequently and disconnects frequently. It just, it's the most frustrating thing in the world to, to want to play a game and play with such awful FPS and just having these micro stutters. And, uh, okay, so uh, someone chatted a good, some good uh, statement here. Okay, so we're an MMO cast. You know that 90% of these games have bad launches. You know, Bless isn't that bad, etc. To that, I will say this. One, this game costs 30, uh, at least $40 to try right now. So yep. it's not a free-to-play launch. That's the key difference. Okay, so you get a little more criticism because of that. Higher expectations. And number two, this game has already launched four times. You know, this is this isn't this isn't like Neo Wiz is like okay we're gonna put the servers up we don't know what to expect this is they launched it in Korea they launched it in Russia they launched it in uh, Japan Japan you know so they now they it's should, America yeah. now it's here so they should know 
what where the pain points are going to be. Like, for example, I remember someone linked me uh, a screenshot of uh, one of the early quests where you had to right click this book on the floor to get the, you know, to pick up the book. And then you'd mm-hmm. have to wait for it to respawn if someone else did it. And it was just like 20, 50 you know, players waiting for this book to respawn. Things like this, I feel like on your fourth launch, your server should not be crashing within 10 minutes. So, again, I still played it. I'm going to play it today. I'm just saying with four chances, they could have done a little better than this launch. Yeah, and look, and look, I, I agree. You can always, you know, look past some of the launch woes, like of the server stability. Honestly, that's not a big deal. Honestly, the server's crashing frequently. I'm not even, th- I'm not even docking off points for that. The problem is some of the fundamental issues with the game, which I'm pretty confident are just never going to get fixed. They're a core parts of the game. The fact that it's built on Unreal Engine, Unreal, Unreal Engine 3, it's got DX9, and they, they said they were going to optimize it, and it's very clearly not optimized. I'm not even talking about the crashes from the server. You know, Obviously, very often, the servers just freeze up, and just things wouldn't work because the servers are lagging. That's fine. You expect that in any game launch. Whether it's a new WoW expansion, whether it's a new expansion for Final Fantasy 14, that's all kind of forgivable. That's not the problem. It's really everything else. And, and the combat... They made it easier. Well, one of my favorite things about Bless was that it was it was it felt challenging and difficult. You know, mm-hmm. it just you lost that very quickly with the con- and there's really no real choices and there's no meaningful choices that I felt so far playing as a, as a maid. It's still early on. I'm gonna get to the higher level. I'm gonna play the game some more. But there's some fundamental problems with the game. I think a lot of these can still be overlooked if it was free to play. But there is a, a bit of a higher standard when it comes to these. You know, buy to play more PG. And I do wish the game luck. Obviously, we, you know, we're interested in seeing the success of the MRPG genre. I mean, I like these kinds of games. It just, I really wish they could have done better. And it really does show the, the low effort with the literally the first tutorial quest in the game. The first tutorial quest in the game is broken. It just shows you no one played this game. That's the most insulting part of this. And how can anyone defend that? It's beyond me. We got, just, we got a defender it shows they don't give any Fs. We got a defender in chat. He's telling me to go to the .ini file and fix things myself because NeoWiz was too... Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is this, 2001? I got to edit the .ini files to make sure it's working? Come on! I remember in Warcraft 3, um, if you wanted to change the resolution to like 1920 by 1080, you had to edit it yourself because the game was so the old. Files. But yeah. uh, you know, what, this is a 20, it's 2018, baby. All right, I, I, I'm paying 30 bucks, 40 bucks, and I got to edit some stuff? No thanks. Yeah, I, uh, You can't expect people to edit .ini files anymore, right? Come on. It's... It just, it shows there was like a lack of, it almost feels like they want to recoup some of their investment back. And this is what it feels like. Because it does, look, I feel like they could have done something with this game to make it more optimized, to make better localization, just to, to actually redo the game. They could have done a lot, right? But it just feels like they weren't really concerned with making this like a big success. They didn't want to invest a lot more money into this game. I feel like they're like, look, we spent $60 million on this game. Let's spend another million at most. To, to maybe polish up and repackage it and sell as a buy-to-play game, and let's recoup some of our money back. And I think they actually made a lot of money back because there's over 40,000, 30,000 people playing the game right now. I'm going to say at least 100,000 people bought it, probably oh, yeah. more than that. Yeah. And that means they, they probably made at least $10 million already Ooh. on the game's launch. Think about that. Think about them, yeah. And actually, there was, there was a post on the game's, um, on, I think, RMORPG or RBLESS about what they think about the game. No, take a look at this poll right now about uh, you know, how are you enjoying BLESS right now. What's your current opinion at the moment about the game? And you can look at the results after you vote. It's pretty remarkable. 36% of people who have voted in this poll said they've already refunded the game. Wow. Which is pretty insane. That's a, that's a huge number for people saying they refunded the game already. And 39% saying they're enjoying the game. And other people are saying they're basically not having fun with the game or they're having problems with the launch. You know, I, sometimes I do... Um, I get frustrated at Valve for being you know slow at updating their core games like Dota 2. But this mm-hmm. whole refund thing, I feel, is a great move for Valve. Yeah, you know, that's a really consumer-friendly mm-hmm. move they made. So I, I am glad they did that. 
And people are saying they're getting refunds after planning it for over 10 hours, which is typically, uh, usually your refund window is two hours. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, with certain cases, they made exceptions. So people are getting refunds after some time, which I think is very pro-consumer. And obviously, we can get behind that. Yeah, we should discuss that. If a game, I think, I believe if it's an early access like this, uh, even if it says, you know, no refund, like, for example, uh, for Bless, it's three founders packs. Uh, only mm-hmm. the, the, the $70 one and the $150 one both say no refunds for this version. But mm-hmm. on Reddit, if you there are ways to actually petition uh, Valve and, and get your refund, even if you bought those. So don't think, you know, uh, don't think you can't get your money back. But you but, know what? I have mm-hmm. uh, I didn't pay for it. But if you, I, I I don't know, for thirty forty dollars, it's still you know if you wait a couple of weeks, I think you might you might still get like thirty dollars of joy out of it. But I'd wait. There's definitely no reason to get it now versus tomorrow. It'll be ten dollars cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, no recommendation, at least for now. Yeah, uh, it's tough to recommend paying money for this game as is right now. However, there's still there's some hope. The biggest problem is optimization. Again, if they can smooth that out, I think there's actually some reason. You, know, you might have fun playing this game, but as is, I say, it's definitely a pass. You have a good variety of classes and races. The goods, the open world gameplay is kind of nice because we've seen so many MMORPGs kind of turn to these tiny ass hallways, very small, you know, zones. Here, it's basically a seamless open world, which is actually really cool. So it's it's got that going for it. But just sad to see the difficulty's gone. The optimization is uh, is awful. And, and the launch problems. Hopefully it gets sorted out in the future, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Indeed. Well, and you guys will have to wait and see us play Bless in the post game. There you go. Any any last thoughts on Bless before we move on to something else? Uh I think I think we're gonna I think it might have hurt Air's chances. Cause uh again, Air Ascent Infinite Realm is another Unreal 3 MRPG coming out this year. And I think Okay. MRPG players are, are uh, a very gullible group. You know, every year they get taken swindled by a game like this, right? Mm-hmm. But at least I think there's a cooldown period. You know, like now Air has to at least wait like a six more months, right, before they can release and sell Founders Packs for forty dollars each. Because if they release, people too forget soon, about it. Yeah. Exactly. You can't, they can't release now because it's too fresh on people's minds. So I think this might push Air's release back to twenty nineteen, just so uh, there's a more time between them and Bless's launch. So. I, one last thing I want to say about Bless. The most fun I had in the game was trolling the game's uh, like global chat. So there's a global chat for your faction. So not a global, fashion chat. So where anyone in your faction, you can talk to in the same window. Uh, what I, so what happened was, on the first day, obviously, the game is very laggy and server problems, right? Everyone's complaining about FPS problems and the server being laggy. Everyone says, how do I fix it? How do I fix it, right? People are saying, edit any file and stuff. Oh, I so I said in the in the fashion chat, if you guys type slash, uh, slash refresh, it'll actually fix all the lag problems. It'll, it'll, it'll re- reload the game's files and everything will run smoothly, right? I, as soon as I type that, like... Everyone starts spamming slash refresh. So easily 100 people type slash refresh thinking it's going to help, right? And then I'm like, no, 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 you guys, you got to type slash refresh in all caps, obviously. And then it's going to fix it. Like, it's, that's the way it works. And then everyone types in all caps slash refresh. And why isn't it working? And one guy typed uh, slash ungullible. So I, 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 had a lot of, I had a lot of fun uh, trolling the, the chat in the game during the, how, how difficult and how laggy the early experience was. That's the most fun I had in Bless, actually, so far. I, you know what? I actually got fooled by it, too. But not, not refresh, but for slash reload. Because I was having Ooh. trouble with a quest uh, objective not, not uh, updating. And I saw someone type in chat, slash reload. And I should have known it doesn't work because then I, if, if it worked, I wouldn't see the text saying slash yeah. reload. It would just reload for him. But I Everyone's so it. desperate for a solution, yeah. Yeah, I did it too. I did slash reload. I was like, wow, that didn't work. And what's remarkable is like, an hour after I initially started the meme, people were still typing slash refresh in the chat, like, periodically. So it, it's, just, it's just silly that everyone is trying to, like, everyone's so desperate to fix the problem that they're willing to type whatever random people tell them to type. And actually... 
one more positive and i want to say about bless is so far i've not seen any gold farm advertisements there's been no chinese gold spammers in the game yet which is remarkable considering revelation online had those day one and so many other more pieces have them day one so bless online has, I've, I've not seen any spam in game for gold selling or anything like that and dear god mucho appreciated all right well i think we should move on now uh we had some more super data info come out today uh this week i should say for mm -hmm. the month of april i know you put this news up so you can give us a little yeah. rundown of the numbers. Uh, obviously, the most amazing number is once again Fortnite. Uh, give us the rundown. It's quite remarkable. Mm -hmm. Quite remarkable. Fortnite made nearly three hundred million dollars in the month of uh, April, twenty eighteen, which is absolutely nuts. That's crazy, and that's yeah. that's yeah. among all three platforms as ever. No, well, I should say more than that. It's for console, PC, and iOS, mobile. Well, yeah, it's not for Android just yet either. Actually, just iOS. So once it launched on Android, the numbers get even bigger, and the game's not even out in China yet. But what's, I think, most interesting... Oh, back to, before I say that, actually. League of Legends retook the number one spot on the PC. It actually lost that spot to Dungeon Fighter Online last month, uh, probably because of a promotion in China. So it was actually pretty interesting to see that League lost the number one title. It, it reclaimed it now. But the most interesting stat is the, the, the audience people watching Fortnite. If you scroll down, you'll see the audiences watched over 600 million hours of Fortnite in March. What? That's actually more. That's more... Then the next like nine games combined, more people watch. There's more hours of Fortnite watched on streaming sites than League of Legends, PUBG, Dota 2, Hearthstone, Overwatch, CS:GO, Clash Royale, FIFA, and World of Tanks combined, which is I think the most mind blowing number. That 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 that's just that that's insane. That is insane. You know, it, it blows my mind how how insane this is. It, it's really, and they have they had a, over they, in the ten cents earnings release in like week or last week or two they said they have over uh, forty million monthly active users, while League of Legends has over hundred million. But keep in mind, League of Legends has been out for over about a decade, right? So ten years, and Fortnite in under a year is already have over forty million monthly active users, and that's not even counting the Android release, which has never happened yet. And that's not that's not even counting that, that wasn't even counting mobile. That was only that was only PC and console, and it's not even counting the Chinese release, which is hasn't even happened yet either. So Fortnite is. Quite is on track. I think to pass League of Legends with the pace of growth it's seeing right now. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say it's gonna pass it this year, because uh, mm -hmm. I suspect of the 100 million League of Legends players, over 50 mm -hmm. million, so over half, are in China alone. Maybe, definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean, how many people? So if Fortnite does even like a mediocre in China, it'll it'll zoom past mm -hmm. uh, League. But uh, also on that list, Honor of Kings, that Chinese League of Legends-like game we've been talking about uh, on and off for a while. It still hasn't fully launched in America, but it reported record uh, monthly numbers. It, it hit $185 million in the month of uh, April as well. So this mobile game in China is making nearly $200 million a month, insanely popular, and it hasn't even quite launched fully in America yet either. And we'll see what happens when it does. Uh, so Rage Gamer asks, do you think uh, Epic is going to shit over Bluehole over the lawsuit? So yes, the, that, that lawsuit that they were threatening for a while now, they officially filed it. So Bluehole in Korea is suing Epic Games for, mm -hmm. I guess, copying their game. Uh, what I think is going to happen is it will drag on for like a bit. And then Tencent is going to shut it down. Because Tencent owns 40% of Epic. And now they have an investment in, uh, in PUBG. They have the license to Chinese market for PUBG which is the biggest market for PUBG, and they own an equity stake in Bluehole. So I think how this is going to shut down is Tencent's just going to buy uh, more of Bluehole or just pay them to, you know, make make friends, you know, because everyone just wants to make money, baby, you know? So I think Tencent's going to be like the mediator between these two. What's remarkable is, though, they didn't file this lawsuit in uh, in American court. They filed it in uh, Korean court. 
obviously we're no legal scholars over here, but obviously oh, both PUBG and Fortnite yourself. make a lot more money in uh, in America than they do in South Korea. In fact, I think Fortnite just got licensed through uh, Neoways Games, the guys behind Bless, actually. But uh, they just, like, these games are huge in America. And the reason uh, Blue Hole didn't sue Epic Games in America is because they have no actual legal merit to their claims. They're suing them in Korea, where they might get more favorable rulings from Korean judges and Korean businesses and the local community there. I mean, this PUBG in Korea isn't very big. You know, Fortnite in Korea isn't very big. It's huge in America and Europe. So it's weird to see that, that this is where they're taking the fight. And I think it's because they realize their chances are better to win in Korea than it is in America. But it's, I don't think, uh, I, I don't think PUBG has any real... No, we did have this, uh, our own little fake uh, court drama over this. We talked on a previous podcast. Did, uh, did Fortnite copy PUBG? And we, I, I said, yes, it did copy to a degree. But you know, the, way, the way this works is you can't really copyright like, these ideas. The idea of a Battle Royale game isn't really copyrightable. You know, these game designs aren't copyrightable. The assets in the game are, you know, are copyright. I mean, Fortnite did not steal bandage graphics, did not steal character art from, from PUBG. The concept of a Battle Royale, I mean, it has existed before PUBG. It existed before, you know, Fortnite. You know I mean? Maybe the first Battle Royale was that Japanese movie called Battle Royale. Who knows? Like, this is not a copyrightable concept, you know? It makes no sense. No, it definitely isn't. And in other forms of entertainment, this doesn't fly. I remember mm-hmm. Omar and I watched a really bad movie in theaters called Olympus Has Fallen. It was about terrorists taking over the White House. And at the same time in theaters... There was a second movie with the exact same plot. These terrorists taking mm-hmm. over the White House. I forgot what the second one was called. Bonus points if mm-hmm. anyone in chat can name the other one. But these two are basically parallel. They came out the same year with the exact same plot pretty much. You know, people taking mm-hmm. over the White House. Uh, and you know what? They both, I guess, they didn't sue each other. This is just how the world works. You know, if you got you can, They both flopped, yeah. yeah. You can you can make these movies. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you can't own the idea of a movie or anything. And look at all the FPS games, especially look at all the World War II FPS games. You know, like this is nonsense that you think you can copyright that concept. So the only reason they're suing in South Korea is they're, they're just hoping for, I guess, local courts to just favor them for being a Korean company. Yeah. I don't think the lawsuit is going to go anywhere. I, I don't think Epic Games feels threatened by this at all anyway. And actually, there was a fun, uh, there's a fun comment. There's a, there's, a, there's a person on Twitter who commentates on a lot of gaming stuff. What's his name? You follow him as well? Oof. The guy, on t- the, oh, the, the guy with the little Asian guy icon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Oh, I can't find it. He, he said maybe all the gaming companies should sue each other for copying each other, and the last one standing wins. It'll be a new form of battle royale, you know? Legal battle royale. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty funny concept. But yeah, I, I don't think the loss is going to go anywhere. I think Fortnite is going to continue booming, and it's, there's not much to stop the Fortnite hype train from, from hitting maximum proportions. Yeah, I, I seem Chad has figured out the name. So White House down. Uh, so for mm-hmm. fun, guys, uh, Google White House is, is down, White House down, and then open a new tab, and Google Olympus has fallen. Same, you, same nonsense. It's the same exact movie. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should maybe move on to uh, another fun topic. Uh, you brought this to my attention about Star Citizen. Oh. I know it's been a topic of ongoing uh, discussion on the Amos.com podcast, but I think this bit of news kind of takes us to a new uh, next level of sorts. So when I first saw the story, I basically couldn't believe it. Okay. Uh, I saw this Reddit post called the Legatus Pack. And I read that uh, Star Citizen has uh, released a new uh, pack. It costs $27,000. A bundle that includes almost all the ships in the game for $27,000. So I didn't believe it. So uh, I clicked the link, you know. Okay, the page opens up. It's loading. And it says not found. 404. Okay, so I'm like, okay, so it's fake. Right? Then I thought, maybe mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, a couple other sites were covering it. So I'm like, no, it's not fake. It's just that they took it down. It was too much blowback. So they removed this pack, right? But no, I was wrong again. Here's the real story. 
It's a $27,000 pack, but you can't even see the page unless you've already spent $1,000 on that account that's logged in. So I am not even priv privileged enough to see uh, this pack. You got to already spend $1,000 before you have an option of buying this package. How insane is that? Like what? My God. This actually sets off so many alarms. Like this, it, it's a very scammy like thing oh, to do because I no feel like they, they already figure like $27,000 is, is going to get a lot of blowback. But if they only advertise it to people that already spent $1,000, people that already sunk or, you know, $1,000 into this game, they're more likely to buy it and they can kind of avoid some of the negative publicity. But I think by, by doing this, it really just shows like how predatory their pricing is and how predatory the, the funding for Star Citizen has become, where they know the kinds of players that would buy this and they, only they can see it. Yep. It's instead $27,000 for, for some virtual JPEGs of a ship in a game that's probably never going to come out. Oh my, it's insane. And, and the, the, the kinds of people that defend Star Citizen, it's really blowing my mind, actually. I think a few, I mean, two night, two three nights ago, you linked a random Star Citizen streamer, and you know I, I hopped in there, and then you know we were kind of asking them questions, and then some of the people in Netmos.com Discord hopped in and started trolling them. But we didn't mean to be rude or anything, but like, I, I, I jokingly said, "Hey, do you have the twenty-seven thousand dollar pack? Uh, if you don't have this one, it's not even worth playing, dude." He's like, "No, I don't have the twenty-seven thousand dollar pack, but I, but I, I got the fifteen hundred dollar pack." I'm like, "Whoa!" Hey, he said that very casually, like, "It's like, oh man, yeah, I just started playing Star Citizen like in, in February, man. I'm having a lot of fun. I, I, I only spent eleven hundred dollars or fifteen hundred dollars." And it's really good. I'm like, whoa, this guy spent $1,100 since February of this year on this Three game? Three months. Three months. The guy's down $1,100. And like anytime I brought up like, um, like that's a lot of money. Like, if, you know, what, what do you think about this? We, like anytime I, anytime I kind of like questioned Star Citizen in his chat, he would he would deflect saying, what are you, an Elite Dangerous player? <laughs> you know, Elite Dangerous. Fuck that game. Like, all right, bro. I didn't even talk about Elite Dangerous, but it was like so defensive and awkward that you can sink $1,100 to this game and the game's already missed its release. I mean, their original Kickstarter page said they were aiming for a December 2014 release. So it's already about four years late on that. There's still no release in a persistent universe. I mean, as is, what the game is, is there are some multiplayer components, but each server is limited to like 50 players. So it's not quite the persistent universe that they promised for a long time. And really, that's the magical experience with Star Citizen. I question whether that's ever going to happen. But it's, I mean, as is, the game seems to have no incentive to release because they're raising over a million dollars a month. They're up to $186 million in fundraising so far. So, I don't know. It just seems like... And this practice of only showing you this $27,000 bundle, the people that already spent the 1000 is so sketchy. I mean, who who can defend this? Like, is there anyone out there saying this is like, oh, completely reasonable, you know? Like, there's nothing wrong with this. I think there's a lot is of anybody people, out there that can say that? There's a lot of people saying, oh, well, it's optional. It only costs $40, $30 to get in and play today, the current alpha build. And to that, I will say, though, I think, I think it's a scam. It's a total scam because... Not because they're not working on some kind of game. Because we did see some... They were walking around and flying the ship. Yeah. But it's a scam because they're using the scam psychology okay, against their players. And that's what mm -hmm. I mean by scam psychology. When usually, like, when you get when you fall for one of those scams or those Nigerian scams or whatever, where you send, like, a, a thousand... You send a thousand dollars to them, and they say they're going to unlock an inheritance of, like, a hundred million dollars for you. But, but first, they need a thousand dollars, right? Okay, so the gullible guy sends them a thousand dollars. But now the scammer know The scammer doesn't just quit contact at that point, right? Because they know they got a sucker now. They got the thousand bucks. They don't quit. What they say is, oh, there was a processing error. Now we need two thousand dollars more, okay? And that, but then it'll really get to you. It's stuck in London now. It's, it's it, it already left Africa, but it's in London now. So two more thousand dollars, and it's gonna go to you know, it's gonna go directly to you. Okay, so mm -hmm. the guy says, well, I already paid a thousand. What's what's another two thousand to get a million dollars? So they send a two thousand, okay, and they're expecting their money. And of course, the scammer says, oh, I got another two thousand. They don't give up. Why would they give up? They got a super sucker now. They say, oh, mm -hmm. there was a problem. Uh, this, you know, now you need to send me five thousand dollars to unlock it. 
And now the guy feels like he's so invested already. You know, he's already down 3K. If he gets 5K, he'll get his 3K back plus that initial million, you know, that he was promised. So he sends him yeah. 5,000. And it just keeps going until until the guy runs out of money. They will not stop until they take every dollar from you. So don't think of that $30 initial purchase as, like, equal access to the game. It's just, you know, it's a foot in the door to get your psychology revved up. Well, I'm surprised is like, why Star Citizen doesn't get as much blowback. I feel like a lot of people kind of just dismiss it as, like, this joke game, but, like, Look at the blowback EA has gotten over what they did with the microtransactions in, in Battlefront 2. Like, what Star Citizen is doing with $27,000 bundles is beyond reason. It's beyond anything EA would do. Like, it just seems like literally the whole internet hates EA because of that. I mean, justifiably so to a degree. But Star Citizen gets more of a pass from a lot of people for some reason. I, I, don't, I don't quite understand why that happens. Like, why they get a pass. This seems like the, the way, and the fact that, like you said, they're not going to give up. That that thirty dollar you know purchase is, is is your first way to get into the game. There are so many ways that they're monetizing the game. There are people paying a monthly subscription to Star Citizen. And the game's not even out yet. They they've had like four conventions or maybe more for the game for a game that's not out yet. It just seems like this this it's it's absolutely nuts how how you know how predatory this this pricing system is and how many people are going to get roped into it. And I think people say oh no one's going to buy that, but they do buy that. People do fall for those scams. People do fall for those Nigerian email scams. It wouldn't happen. People don't fall for them. I think the day this came out, there was a big spike in their funding as well. So at least a handful of people have already sunk $27,000 into this. Oh, yeah. And, and you... how is this not going to be pay to win? Like, <laughs> if you spent $27,000 and you're not pay to win, you're going to be fucking upset. I spent $27,000 on virtual ships and I'm not one shotting this $3 player. I don't know. And that feel like, I feel like at that point, like, this guy deserves to be pay to win. Oh, yeah. And if you go to the, their website, you can see that they're still making a ton of money. So if you go monthly, crowdfunding timeline, uh, they are currently making around $2.6 million a month uh, for this game. They're still raising money, and they're making $2.6 million a month, up to between 2 and $6 million a month is what they're making. Yeah, so it's <laughs> absolutely nuts. I mean, this just makes it like seem so obvious to me that the, it's a scam, because the, the way they're pricing these things, and it, 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 it seems so predatory. It seems so obvious to me, but there are people that just like will swear by this game. And you know we'll completely defend it to the end of the end of the earth, but I mean there's no there's no timeline for an actual Persistent Universe release yet. I think they've wisened up and stopped talking about any kind of release dates because the moment they start talking about release dates, the moment they'll be held accountable to things. They don't want to do that. But I'm curious, you know, I'm still hoping something happens, but I'm not holding my breath. I mean, this is I'm actually less optimistic about Star Citizen than I am about like Chronicles of Lyria now, and that's like no, one no, of the one of my lowest uh, you know, and totem pole of crowdfunded games. No, Star Citizen is is a is a scam. I'm 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 uh, I'm doubling down on that. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I mean, I think I'm on the same boat as you. We'll have to, we'll, we'll wait and see. But speaking, obviously, I don't recommend anybody fund them. Speaking of shitty uh, Kickstarter projects, there's a new one this right. week. It's a good one. It's, it's a good, a good one. one. We, found, good we, one. we both found this one. Yes. And to be fair to this guy, I don't think he's scamming us as so much as himself. He's a delusional man, mm-hmm. not a not a con artist. This man. So there's a game yes. called The Flower of Knighthood, which is a very odd name. Uh, kind of has a little bit of a puberty-esque name to it and that's what actually i was thinking that as well actually interesting that you thought the same thing yeah yeah so this guy's asking for what is it eight hundred thousand dollars or something mm-hmm. and he's only gotten three thousand unfortunately so this is not going to succeed but he did put a lot of effort it seems into into this kickstarter project and he's basically wants to make a full-fledged mrpg with realistic physics and 1000 versus 1000 battles on Unreal mm-hmm. Engine, even though we've seen how how good Unreal Engine works with uh, Bless, you know, with even like less than a thousand players on the screen. The people who make Unreal Engine 
okay, are just getting to terms with 100 player on a map combat in a much less complicated kind of game, you know, like with, you know, a silly shooter with very few moving parts. They, they're just now getting it to work well with 100 players. But this guy thinks with $800,000, he can make 1,000 versus 1,000 uh, MRPG with full, you know, you know, with different, you can do different kind of swing attacks, dif hit different parts of the body, you know, with all this stuff going on. Uh, so he is a delusional man. Uh, I will link this so you guys can take a look yourself. It is worth watching. He's clearly a fan of uh, medieval Europe history and swordplay and knights, which is cool, you know. I, but uh, I think he should have tried to make a simulator where it's maybe just you, single player, uh, against like an AI. And you kind of just dress up with the different kinds of armor and each of different stats. And you kind of do the sword swings with the physics. That could work. And a, a, a small studio on Kickstarter could pull that off. But the chance of him pulling this MMORPG off is 0%. No. 0%. I saw this video as well. I think independently of you, we both kind of found it separately from each other. We both watched the full clip. And look, I, I admire this guy's, uh, you know, like interest in European history, interest in medieval combat, and he's clearly interested in history. But watching this video makes it pretty obvious to me that he doesn't have any understanding of how, how to make games and how much, it, you know, how much of an undertaking it is to make a game. And what he shows off is basically some like motion capture and some guy swinging some swords. I mean, to turn that into a fully fledged MMORPG with a thousand first thousand people combating, crafting in a persistent MMORPG universe is insane. I mean, he did. He doesn't. He's got no experience doing this. He just. He just really likes online games and he likes this kind of content. But I mean, he's the at least the good thing about this is there's no intent to scam here. I don't. I don't think no, there there's is. any intent to deceive. There is. You he's think deceiving so? himself. He's scamming himself. Fine. Yeah, fine. He's scamming himself. He's, he's deceiving himself to a degree. <laughs> I. I do, he, he seems like a very earnest dude trying to do something you know that he's interested in. But I don't know, bro. Take your energy elsewhere. I mean, I. I, I, I don't want to make fun of this guy because I just think he's uh, misinformed or he's just you know he's he's going through this with. Uh, almost some naivety more than anything else but i mean no at the end of the day he's not gonna raise eight hundred thousand dollars or whatever he's seven hundred seventy nine thousand he's going looking for anyway so it'll be a no harm no foul kind of thing yeah i i love this line and his uh bullet points of what he wants from the game these are the core game features guys massive pvp and pve battles talk of massive does not mean 100 versus 100 okay we want to make it possible to gather opposing armies of 1000 people so to him mm -hmm. 100 versus 100 which um the creators of the engine he's using cannot yet pull off because remember Fortnite is 100, not 200, uh, so they can't they can't do it properly yet. But he he's got to figure it out. He's got 1,000 coming down the pipeline, <laughs> and he's got no experience making games either. <laughs> on top of that, and I, I think what, what did you put down in your notes as like for the segment that you wanted to bring up? Because I oh so, I thought it was pretty funny. So for my internal when I'm when I'm looking you know when I when I come across a, a piece of news or an article or something that I want to talk about in the podcast, I take internal notes for myself. I don't mean to say these to you guys, but. For this one, I wrote down uh, the flower of knighthood, mentally ill Kickstarter project. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I didn't, I wasn't gonna reveal that unless I'm more, uh, I'm more asked though. So yeah, this man, he strikes me as earnest, uh, uh, passionate, but also um, not what you say mentally, but delusional. That's right. Not so much as any other no, no, negative. Uh, there's something. For him. There's something off about this man. Uh, <laughs> is something off? It's throwing you off. I mean, look at this, th those eyes. Is, he's is, seen is, some is He's seen some shit. <laughs> look at those eyes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, He's sorry. seen some shit. All right, boys. He's seen some shit. Misguided, misguided, and a little, bit, a little bit delusional. I mean, obviously, if you can pull it off somehow, God bless, dude. It sounds like an awesome idea. That, I mean, it just seems like anytime someone's like, "Oh, why don't we make a game?" But with like with like a thousand players on the screen, with like the best crafting, you know, like these, these are like fun ideas, but there's no practicality involved. You know, there's no. It's just yeah, these yeah. 
Like, why not put a thousand versus thousand? Yeah. Why stop there? Why not do ten thousand versus ten thousand? Would that be awesome? Easy Machiavelli. Guess, yeah, it would be awesome. Easy Machiavelli chat says he looks like he hasn't slept in ten years. <laughs> I thought that was. He looks like a vampire. Yikes! All right, all right. No, all right, no, no, no personal attacks on this guy. All right. Okay. All right. I'll tell you if he asked if he, if he asked to come on the podcast to tell you why his idea is feasible, would you let him on? Sure, I think it'd be fun. All right. So okay, so fun. this is a gift from the Kickstarter project, guys. So when you attack somebody with your sword to their helmet, this is what the um, I guess the game engine in the back end will will calculate. Okay, guys. Uh, if you remember your uh, high school math, these triangles. Uh, it's like a Ooh, cosine or fancy. something. I don't. I'm not really sure. But uh, cosine and sine, boys. He's got this shit figured out. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, Bless can't handle a couple hundred people on the screen, but this game's gonna handle thousand versus thousand, buttery smooth in the same engine. I believe, I believe, boys. So over the top. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's mega over the top. All right, I got another fun piece of news I found. Uh, Omar and I played a lot of bad browser MMORPGs and slash social games in our time. You know, Club Penguin, mm -hmm. Neopets, which was a good one, uh, and so on. Uh, these have kind of fallen out of the wayside, but some are still up. Uh, it's one. There was one called Fantage, which is now shutting down. Uh, Omar and I did play this, but not a lot. I wonder if anyone out there played it and enjoyed it. But uh, it is now coming to an end. So you pick up all the ladies, guys. The Fantage. So we get the twelve-year-olds. No, JK. But uh, this game. Only thing I remember of Fantage is that, like, there was a lot of games like this. It was uh, Woo's World was another one. Fantage. Have a hotel. There was at least like there was, yeah, there was like a whole this is a whole genre of games yeah, yeah, yeah. where the core gameplay and Club Penguin to a degree as well. The whole gameplay was kind of centered around like um just walking around talking with some mini games, right? And it wasn't a bad concept because games like Fantage, Club Penguin, uh, Habit Hotel, they were they were almost like a gateway for a lot of players to get introduced to virtual worlds and MMOs, right? Oh, yeah. So obviously these aren't the kind of games you play when you're older, but when you're young, like it was it was it was a good gateway to playing online games and it's it's sad that a lot of these are shutting down now. So there aren't that many other you know gateway style games. You still have games like Roblox that do really well, but for that really persistent world MMO is the same way Fantage and other games were. Gaia was another one that yeah. Josh has mentioned. That's a good point. Gaia Online, and, and, uh, AQ World and stuff. Yeah. And remember, when we were young, uh, most MMORPGs were still subscription, and a lot of kids, you know, they couldn't get, they could not play a subscription game. Their parents wouldn't, you know, send them up. Um, so for those, for our generation, you know, for young people in our generation, these games uh, were. Perhaps the only way to play an MMORPG style game for free. Uh, so you guys are spoiled mm -hmm. these days. Yeah, but this game's been for over ten years. is absolutely crazy. I mean, it's it's nuts. But yeah, the game. I mean, it's still sad to see it go, and sad to see more of these style games shut down. I mean, there really aren't too many other you know online PC games to get people into MMOs. You still have uh, like Wizard One Hundred One and a few other kids games, but th these were like the biggest kinds of games. I mean, I remember Fantash had so many players online. Like you just log in, it was unbelievably packed. I mean, we, I guess maybe the shutdown of Club Penguin kind of got the ball rolling on all these games slowly shutting down as well. Oh, yeah. And even Habbo shut down now. There's a mobile version, I think. Same with Club Penguin. Habbo shut down? I believe so. Let's check. That's, uh, that's, that's the end of an era. I know there's a mobile version now. Let's see. Maybe, maybe I lied. Maybe it didn't shut down. I remember when the pools close thing was taking, was like a 4chan uh, raid into Habbo. Like, that was when we were in high school. And I remember that kind of unfolding. And one of our friends was kind of like getting involved with that. It was, uh, it was fun times. I think Habbo is still up, uh, so I was wrong about yeah, that Yeah, the game, the, game, the game is huge. Habbo's, you know... Right, my mistake. We'll see how long this can you still Can you still make the black dudes with the giant afros? You probably but you can't, can't block the, you can't block people anymore, though, unfortunately. You know, 
how much hard, more hardcore games were in the past. Even even hmm. our free browser games back then had Collision. You know, like mm-hmm. for, so today, not even client games have Collision. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. I, I actually don't like that. Like you, you can always walk through people and basically any one of these games. And they do that for like a lot of like anti-toxicity reasons because I know like back in the day with Ultima Online, what we would do is like we get four friends and we just surround somebody and like he just can't walk through us. Like we just we just, we just keep him stuck there and we just harass him. Like you can't do that anymore in online games. No, we- Collision definitely opened the door to a lot of bullshit like that though, which is which in, in its own way kind of fun, but also obviously I can see why they got rid of it to a degree. We had another shutdown this uh, week, but perhaps not as dire because uh, so anyway, RuneScape Classic is shutting down. Not to be confused yeah. with RuneScape, old school RuneScape. This is the, I guess, the OG oldest version that's been around for seven. Two thousand one version. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I actually never played this version. I played the, you know, I same. When I tried EverQuest, uh, I mean RuneScape, it looked different than this. I guess it was the old school RuneScape variant mm-hmm. I played. Uh, I wonder if there was anybody out there defending this version because I know almost everyone I know, play, actually everyone I know who plays RuneScape today, they prefer and defend old school RuneScape over the current version. Yeah. So I wonder if there's anybody who defends classic over the other two versions. No, I mean I think I think the other two versions are much more popular. And I think between old school and regular RuneScape, I think the ratio is like four to one in popularity for RuneScape, old school RuneScape than you know modern RuneScape. So I, I don't think very many people played the classic version. Otherwise, it wouldn't shut down. I think people should have seen this one coming because when they when when Jagex shut down Fun Orb. They were trying to, you know, obviously streamline their efficiency and shut down the things people weren't using. Mm-hmm. So I think this was the next to the chopping block, and people should have seen that coming. And the reason behind the shutdown, they said, was um, anti-cheating efforts because their anti-cheat tools basically don't work for RuneScape Classic. It works for old-school RuneScape and regular RuneScape, but this is so old that there's no easy way for them to stop exploits. And instead of, you know, basically allowing it like a buggy, exploit-ridden world, they're better off shutting it down. It's still the end of an era and kind of sad to see it go, but... Fortunately, everyone can still play old school RuneScape or regular RuneScape, so it, it, it has no impact on the actual the actual game. But it's still a piece of history. Yeah. You no, know, being being shut down for good. Yeah. This man, this UI is some classic stuff. Look at this UI, boys. Mm. Wow. All right, well, it's an oldie. Okay. So, so it's only Arcanist was good on Fun Orb. I never. I, I've actually only played Arcanist a couple times, but I played more Gunbound than Arcanist. That was a uh, my classic game. We got one more piece of shutdown news this week to get it out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see how you feel about this somewhere. So a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Wargaming, the guys behind uh, World of Tanks, mm-hmm. they bought a company called uh, St- Gas Powered Games. Uh, they make Dungeon Siege and Supreme Commander. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they bought them for, like, uh, over five years ago, I think. Uh, uh, but then they shut it down. Wow. They had a studio in Seattle with, get, get this, 150 employees. Holy shit. Working. They had 100 people work on a new game. On a new game. They, they were working down? on a new game for five years, and they, they called it quits. They just shut the whole thing down. That's unfortunate. 150 people work on it for years. That, 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 they, they probably spent a lot of money on that. Holy moly. That's a lot of money. And I, I, I think they were, I had like a, the name of the project they were working on or like tentative title for, for it, but I, I think I forgot it now. So I can find it. I mean, assuming those guys were on average paid uh, 50 grand a year. Probably more than that because they work in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So, for multiply that by fifty grand for like five years, that's about like forty million dollars they've already spent on this game that's shutting down, and they got nothing out of it. Ripperino. So there it is. Yeah. I'm personally uh, most excited for uh, Maple Story Two still. I feel like seeing um, 
the state of blessed online just kind of reaffirms the fact that maple story 2's got a better chance of, of doing well than, than bless do you have a is there any update on uh when we can expect it not yet my guess is still going to be uh this summer earliest when the kids get out of school open beta will be happening right around then so june or july probably july is my guess i don't think it'll be too much longer than that because they want to capture everyone playing getting out of school so i don't, I don't think it's be a big you know big pause because there wasn't really too much wrong with the closed beta anyway a lot of things are working anyway the only the only the really big game we touched upon in the so far is dauntless the game oh. reached 1.1 million players and it's uh, hard at work at accommodating new players, and there's still pretty big queues to log into the game. I remember when I first started playing, tried to get on Dallas, it was a 60,000 person queue. People are still hitting 20,000 person queues to just log into the game. And it's also an unbelievably good start. And one, I think one of the main reasons for that is um, there really isn't anything like Dauntless on the PC. Like, yeah, you could say Monster Hunter, but Monster Hunter isn't a PC game. And the beauty of, of Dauntless, it's, it's a free-to-play version of a, of a kind of game we just never had before on the PC. I mean, it's something different, and that different the fact that it's different is enough for people to start playing it. You know, we've seen so many failed free-to-play PC games. Like most free-to-play games just, just fail. Most games fail. And I think one of the reasons, like Hyper Universe, for example, just has no nobody playing anymore. It really doesn't offer anything different. At least with Dauntless, it's the Monster Hunter experience on PC. Even if you, you could say it's a subpar Monster Hunter experience, but the fact that you have nothing else quite like it, it, it shows people are interested in at least trying it. I, so it's I actually crazy. don't think it's subpar because I was actually of the opinion that um, Dauntless would struggle uh, facing off against Monster Hunter Worlds. But it didn't work out that way because when I made that statement, I didn't realize how long it would take uh, Monster Hunter World to come out on PC. And two, mm-hmm. after watching streams of people trying to play a multiplayer for Monster Hunter on, on PlayStation, it seems that, you know, the Japanese developer, I think I believe it was Capcom, they don't know how to do multiplayer properly. Like, it's just it's just mm-hmm. not a very yeah, they, 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 yeah. intuitive, they have no idea. it's just a bad uh, setup to play multiplayer on Monster Hunter World. So with that mm-hmm. in mind, uh, by the, even, the, even the alpha I played for Dauntless, over a year ago now, the multiplayer worked seamlessly. You were in town, you were in the hub world, you, yeah, know, you just make a worked, party, you queue, and bam, you're there. It was very simple. The gameplay loop was kind of repetitive pretty yeah. early on. I feel like once you played the game for like four or five hours, you already kind of experienced the, the gameplay loop, at least in the in the first alpha that I played. I haven't played the game since the first alpha, so and they've added a lot since then because they've been following some of the updates and putting some of the updates on MMOs.com. They've added quite a bit since then, so uh, we, we will probably do another video for it in the near future. Yep. As soon as the queues die down, we'll, we'll do another video. Yeah. People are saying the queue should be instant now, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, I have a fun piece of news, guys. So I, I came right, across this article. It's not really MMO related, but it kind of has me thinking about Google. Google, I feel like in the past couple of years, has been a little uh, wonky. I, I feel like they can't get they can't decide what they want to do. Uh, so this article is titled "Google Seven YouTube Apps and What They Do." So did you guys know that Google has seven different apps for YouTube? Wh- why? I don't know why. So there's YouTube. I didn't know that either. Right? That's the one I have on my phone, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Then they have something called YouTube Music. Okay. Then there's something called okay. YouTube Go. YouTube the Kids. Fuck is YouTube, Go? YouTube Go is if you, wanna, if you want offline YouTube. So what you do, I guess, is you queue videos while you're at home. And it downloads them temporarily. You can watch them uh, if you don't have access to the internet, like, I guess, in a subway or something. Mm-hmm. So YouTube Kids. YouTube Gaming. I didn't know YouTube Gaming had its own app. I knew it was a separate section. I didn't know that either. Yeah. YouTube VR, YouTube Studio. <laughs> so I don't know I don't what, what the why, hell. Why can't these all be? Why can't they, these all be rolled into one app? Yeah, these, these, seem, so these silly. seem like different features that could easily work in one app. Bizarre. Yep. Yep. Bizarre. So I mentioned uh, there's also Monster Hunter World for PC. So that's like, the only other, I guess, Monster Hunter-like game on the PC. But the thing about Monster Hunter World has always been one: it's in Chinese. 
Two, it's actually like filled with Chinese spyware. And I kind of use that term jokingly, but if you install, I, I actually installed Monster Hunter World because I was doing a video for fun. I just, I wanted to try it as well. But I actually gave up because after you install the game, it literally installs Chinese spyware on your PC, which is bizarre considering it's published by Tencent. It's published by the biggest gaming company in the world and the biggest gaming company in China. But when you install, you get all these shopping ads. Like after I installed the game, like I would get shopping ads in Chinese on my desktop. Like just like unclosable browser would just pop up telling me I could buy these, these Chinese products. It was so bizarre that you would like, Imagine installing a game on Steam, and when you install it, it just fills your computer with spyware. That's what it was. That's what Monster of the World was, which, which is so terrible. Like, it's such a bad experience. I, I, I'm actually blown away that Tencent would allow that on their platform, which kind of, I guess, makes me appreciate, like, hmm. how much better Steam is to a degree than, like, some of the, the Chinese alternatives. So that's not really a good, you know... So I guess maybe you can say Dauntless wasn't entirely unique on the PC because you have Monster of the World... But Monster of the World was unapproachable by basically anyone in the West. Yeah, you, not, you don't I'm, want to deal with that shit. I'm not counting that. Yeah, it's a yeah. Chinese-only nonsense. Mm-hmm. All right. Not Monster of the World. We're talking about Monster of the World is a new one. No, what Monster is Chinese? Online. Monster Hunter Online. Online. Monster Hunter Online. I misspoke. Thank you, uh, uh, Metal Snake. My bad. Monster Hunter Online. That's the that's that's the Chinese spiral sure one. Monster Hunter World is a new one. That. Let's see if I can find a trailer for that. Uh, you did a video, right? You said. Uh, no, I think Gummy did a video oh, a while ago, if I remember correctly. Let's find out. We have a video for this. My bad. It just it's unplayable with uh with with the Chinese spyware. It's missing five DLLs and won't run. What is, what is the what a world? You install a game that's missing DLLs. I remember the old school days, you know, on Windows XP when you were missing a DLL, you would just like Google it for the DLL and drop it to your system thirty two folder and they would start working. Like, you had to do that with a lot of old games back in the day. The Chinese got a PC Monster Hunter way before we did. How does it make Yeah. Sense? It's kind of sad. And people that play this say it's okay, but you just don't want to deal with the... There's no English patch for the game. And there's Chinese power that comes with it, you know? Nice. Uh, Roots Game Mobile should be happening pretty soon, actually. They do, there was already a, a beta test for the iOS version or Android. One of the mobile versions already had a beta test. And I think they said this year it should come out. Old school Roots Game should be playable on mobile at the end, by the end of the year. That's like a firm release date. But they don't have a firm release date for a new RuneScape just yet. But old school RuneScape is coming out at, by the end of the year. And I'm optimistic, actually. Hopefully, if RuneScape Mobile does well, it'll kind of send a signal to all the other um, mobile game developers that making a real MMORPG, not a not a crap autoplay nonsense like Lineage 2 Revolution, uh, could be a good decision. So I'm really hoping RuneScape Mobile does really well. That they'll kind of hopefully revitalize the the, the mobile MMORPG market and we won't get just shitty releases. Yeah, I think they're working on a Final Fantasy XI uh, mobile as well. Yes. That's, that's Next time they're working on that. I, I don't know what to expect. Is this going to be a, you know, Final Fantasy XI? Is it going to be something else? Who knows? But I'm hoping for some real uh, mobile MMORPGs. I mean, fortunately, I'm still happy to play my MMORPGs on PC. I don't really play any mobile games, really. I used to play Clash Royale, but I haven't touched that game in years. Like, over a year now. What are you all Are you playing any mobile games? No, no. But I have a funny story about Clash Royale. So I was at the airport lounge and uh, I was getting some food. And there was this old guy, you know, graying hair. He was sitting with his tablet in his hand. And, you know, I looked over and he was playing Clash Royale. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if he's paid a winning. Are we guys brand old school when mobile comes out? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it on mobile just to try it for sure. It might be a good reason to, you know, give it an earnest try. So probably. Anything else to touch on this week? I think mostly we talked about Bless, but Bless is going to be kind of occupying our minds for a while. 
And we'll probably do a video for uh, Bless this Friday as well for Grindfest Friday. And we'll play a little Bless after the podcast yeah, real soon right I now. Think, I think we're ready to play right now. How do, how do you feel about that? All right. Sounds okay. good. All right, guys. So stick around. If you're on Twitch, we're going to play some Bless live for you. Uh, if you're on YouTube, maybe we'll put up a... Well, I guess we got, we got to wait for Omar's uh, first look. How about that? Or third look. Yeah. Whatever put, we're on now. We'll do a Grindfest for it anyway. So I'll probably put that up on, up on there as well. All right. So take care, guys. And we'll see you on Friday. All right, later for YouTube, guys.